and welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome always to our program. We know how much it takes to get up this early to listen to the program. So we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune into our program week after week. We also appreciate your questions and your comments, your encouragements. Uh, truly, truly appreciate those. And again, if you have any questions about the program that you're going to hear today or a program from the past, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Again, welcome to today's program. Today's program is entitled, Let Us Keep to the Point, or we could just shorten it, Keep to the Point which is very important in what we do sometimes. I notice many conversations that I enter into where we start out at a particular point somewhere in the conversation and maybe multiple times um, it veers off into to other areas from the point that we were trying to make in the beginning. And so when it comes to our faith and when it comes to in service to God, um, we need to focus and really, really keep to the point. I, I think it's very, very important to do that. And I think a scripture that drives that message home for me and hopefully for you as well, Paul wrote to the Philippians in his letter. And in Philippians 1.20, I won't read all of it, but I'll paraphrase a bit of it. Paul's, the apostle Paul says this. He says, my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Mm. And I would say as a believer, new or or been a believer for some time, I don't want to say new or old, I would just say, you know, because we're constantly being renewed, although our body fails, um, our faith is constantly being renewed, which is just a miraculous, wonderful thing that Christ has done on our behalf by his sacrifice on the cross. But I will tell you, we all feel very much ashamed when we don't give in or yield to Jesus uh, in these areas of our lives um, he, that he's asked us to yield to him or give in to his will. You know, I have a lot of conversations about you know, replacing our will, which leads us in so many wrong places, with, which is not good for us, but giving in or yielding to God's will, which leads us to eternal life. That is so, so important. And I will tell you, it's as if the Apostle Paul was saying, like, my determined purpose is to be my utmost for his highest. And any of you people who are, you know, a little further along in your life like, like I am than some, I'm no longer middle-aged, but <laughs> feel like it some days, though. Um, one of the, I don't want to call him great, but I would say one of the prophetic writers early on who lived between the uh, late 1800s and into the uh, 1900s named Oswald Chambers, he has a beautiful book called My Utmost for His Highest, which is a, a compilation of many, 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 many sermons. He didn't write this book with intentions of this, but it was put together after his death. But the words that 
both him, uh, Oswald shared and A.W. Tozer, when you look at their information and their sermons that they gave, you can close your eyes and hear them speaking as though they are here with us today. And the reason that is, is because society and humanity is in the same sinful nature as it always has been. It's no different from the day we walked out of the garden. From the day of the first sin, man is the same. We're the same. What has interrupted that sin for mankind is the sacrifice of our Savior. God loving humanity so much that he sent his only begotten son to take our place of punishment for what had transpired. And thank you, Lord, for doing that. Your your grace is endless. Your compassion is is, oh, is eternal. So I thank you for those things, Lord. And and again, keep to the point. So we'll go back to where we were, because so many of these things we can we can go in so many directions. But again, just to refresh where we started, it's as if the Apostle Paul was saying, um, my determined purpose is to be my utmost for his highest, my best for his glory. And so to reach that level of determination is this, what we talk about all the time, is a matter of will. It's not of debate. It's not of reasoning. Reasoning, I'm sorry, reasoning. It's uh, absolute and irrevocable surrender of the will at that point, of our will, surrendering it. That's it. We're going to take God's will and make that what who we are and what we do and the path that we take. We put, we surrender it all, if you've heard those songs before. We surrender it all. And how we get lost is by putting an undue amount of thought and consideration for ourselves. Uh, that's really what keeps us from making that decision. And what do we do when we, all of a sudden, when we begin to think and we, we kind of count the cost, as they say, right? Um, you know, we might try to cover it up uh, with the pretense you know, with these thoughts and somehow telling ourselves and others around us that we're really, that it's about others that we're considering. And that's not really, if we're really, really truthful with ourselves, that really isn't the case. And so we really need to think seriously about what it will cost others if we obey the cost of Jesus. Right? When we think seriously about it, really on behalf of others and really as a servant, um, what it will cost. Because if we obey the call, um, we tell God that he doesn't know what our obedience will mean. That, that's what we're doing. And that's, that's a shame. It really, really is a shame because God only wants the best for us. And since he molded us, put so much thought into our creation, he knows what is best for us. And it's funny, in the short amount of time that we take a breath on this planet, we've got it all worked out. The funnier thing is that we've got everything worked out from things that we could never even imagine uh, throughout our solar system, planet, eternity, even being here 
in such a short amount of time that the Bible refers to the length of our lives sometimes as just a mist that's come and gone. And it certainly uh, does feel that way to me sometimes. And um, it is it is amazing to step back and see what God is doing in our lives. So if we step back and really look at that, I want to tell you, keep to the point because God does know what it means to us. He knows what doing his will in our lives, how it will help and affect others, because that's what we're called to, exactly what Jesus did. We're called to a life of service on behalf of others. And it's absolutely amazing. So I I implore you, shut out every other thought. Keep yourself before God is the one thing only. Again, my utmost for his highest. Give my all. And so I want to be, and I'm hopefully being, determined to be absolutely entirely for him and him alone. I am amazed at everything that I see that God uh, do in my life and in the lives of others around me. And I have a unique position here at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission of being able to uh, have oversight, being the CEO, over all the different departments, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the facilities, the cooking, all of it from top to bottom, building renovation to maintenance, all these things that go on to do this great work of service that God has called us here to do. Um, This is a wonderful urban ministry here at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. And I hope you guys as listeners will take the opportunity at some point to, to find out if there's some way that you can volunteer in some department to see actually what the Atlantic City Rescue Mission has been doing 2024, 60 years of serving the poor and the broken in our southern New Jersey communities. And by saying that, I'm actually putting a limitation on it because where God has placed us in in, in Atlantic City proper, this is a hub. Remember, at one time, Atlantic City was called the world's playground. So there are people who come to Atlantic City and have been, while the mission's been in existence, from all over the world. Remember, it was called the world's playground, not the East Coast playground, not the America's playground, the world's playground. And it truly has been that in its years of existence. And here for us to be in this unique position to help so many people, I I know of people that we've sent back to Japan and Europe, uh, all over the place who have come and, and found themselves in really bad positions, but came to the mission out of desperation and left full of light, sharing the gospel wherever they go back as they return home. Uh, to wherever it is they came. So I want to thank the Lord for helping us to do that all of these years. And I want to take this opportunity before we continue into our second segment in a few minutes, but I want to thank you for supporting this work for so long. Your generous donations, your compassionate heart has helped the mission continue to serve and bring the gospel to feed and clothe men, women, and children for 60 years. That is an incredible amount of time. And let's hope and pray that God will take us into the future for another 60 years 
of whatever it takes for us to be here. We're going to take a short break, and I want to thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after these few short messages. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, Tropical Storm Ophelia is here. We're pretty much running on schedule so far this morning. Northernmost band of the storm has pushed rain just about everywhere in South Jersey, and our first heavy rain band of the day is now pushing in. We've already seen some big wind gusts at the shore. I saw a 54-mile-an-hour gust at Wildwood a little while ago. Inland winds will kick up to about 30 miles an hour once we get past sunrise. So, wet and windy day, big puddles, power outages, moderate coastal flooding at high tide this afternoon. Storm doesn't really wind down until sometime tomorrow. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Wow, it's been a great Saturday so far. I'm excited about our program today, which is called Keep to the Point. And should you have some questions about today's program or program from the past or maybe even a subject you'd like to hear talked about in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And also, if you'd like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address and I will send you that Bible free of charge. I promise you I won't use your information for anything other than to get that Bible to you. And the only thing that I would ask and pray and hope that you do is wear out those pages. So again, welcome back to the second segment of today's program, Keep to the Point. We left off in Philippians 1.20 with the Apostle Paul giving us this push for us to uh, be bold and share the gospel and not be ashamed in anything we do and to some translations say glorify but uh, magnify in my body my physical body whether it's by my life or by my death that in hopes that in nothing shall I bring shame onto my savior so again uh that's my prayer for myself, to put my will aside always and make God's will the center focus of my life so that the direction and the strength and the wisdom that I receive is through the Holy Spirit so that I make appropriate and correct decisions that will not be harmful for, for me or for those that I've been called to serve. And back to that scripture where he says, whether it means life or death, he's saying, the end of that scripture, it makes no difference. Which one? Because the Bible also says to be absent from the body, the physical body, is to be present with the Lord. So I know that there's a work to do here. And that's why we as believers should not worry. We should not have stress. We need to trust. Because when we begin to worry, it means we're not really loving God and trusting God in the way that he says, this is what you need to do because this is who I am and what I am for you. All of your needs are met by me, by him. That's what he says through everything. 
So Paul was determined that nothing would stop him from doing exactly what God wanted. And that's what you and I have to think about. And that's the prayer that I have for myself and for those that I work with. Uh, because daily, our particular kind of job in serving the community at large and the community at large that is struggling, struggling financially, struggling with shelter, struggling with mental illness and addictions, whether it's narcotic or alcohol addiction, struggling with abuse. Through these doorsteps in the building that I sit, walk every kind of condition that you could imagine or think of every kind. And our job, what we are called to do, is to bring light into the lives of those that come through the doors. That's what we're called to do. And the reality of it is when you're in your assembly gathered as a church body, that's truly what you should be doing from what you learn from your pastoral teaching. Your pastors are directing, your reverends are directing you in a path to the will of God. Not their will, no. Not any other man's will, no. Not our country's will. Because goodness, if you look at our country at this present moment, it is confused. It is absolutely confused and at war within itself. And I am so sad to say that it has been pointed out so often that a house, it's scriptural, that a house divided against itself shall fall. You take that as a prophecy, you take that whatever you want. But that is a biblical truth that has affected nation after nation, country after country, emperor, dictator, every leader that has ever existed. Now, there were many that turned to God. Even somebody as, as wild as Nebuchadnezzar in the end gave glory to the God of heaven, gave glory. This heathen king gave glory to God. So for you and I, we want to be the Daniels. We want to be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's. We want to be the Davids and the Solomons, the Elijahs, the Moseses. We all have that potential if we place God's will in our heart above all else. That's what you seek. Don't seek to be part of some club. Don't seek to be part of, of just some organization of my church is this or my church is that. My friends, my brothers and my sisters, there is only one church. It has no association with a building. It has no association with a location. Because the temple that was built was created in you and I. It was created within us for the Holy Spirit to dwell. That is the Holy of Holies where God has always intended to be. And endlessly throughout the centuries has given us physical examples of that exact thing. We built, we built temples. We built so many different things to, to, to make holy for God. And in the end, what does he say? What, what could you contain me in? I created the heavens, the earth, and the universe cannot contain me. 
think about that. That is the God that you serve. So whether it means life and death in my service in doing God's will, as Paul said, as we should all say, it makes no difference. And again, Paul was determined that nothing would stop him from doing exactly what God wanted. But careful, you know, consider these things uh, before we choose to follow God. A crisis sometimes must develop within our lives. It doesn't always have to be that when we heed the call. But sometimes many of us need a push. Many of us need these things that come into our lives to make us stop and pause and think. Because remember, the rich man who had everything, the rich young man when he came to Jesus and said, you know, what else must I do? I did everything, everything. I done it all. And Jesus said, all right, one last thing you need to do. Give everything that you have to the poor and the needy and come follow me. And that rich young man realized that he had not really done everything that the scripture had called, that God's will calls us to do. He had not done it all. And so walked away very sad. My prayer is and my hope is, you know, that continuing in that story is that somewhere along the line, since that rich young man had done so many things in his life that were in an appropriate direction, that in the end he came to the conclusion that all material wealth means nothing and gave his life and submitted his will to God's will, surrendered it completely. Now, sometimes this happens when uh, we tend to be unresponsive to God's will. We can see that God's gentler nudge may take place. And he allows us to be brought to a place where he asked us to be our utmost for him. The cautious step here is we begin to debate him. We begin to challenge God. It might not be with challenging words, but it may be with the thoughts. Well, if I give this away, what am I going to live off? How am I going to Get what I want. See what happens? The I want sneaks right back in there, doesn't it? But this can happen when we tend to be unresponsive to God's gentle calls. Remember, God calls us. And so he brings us to this place. And he asks us to be our utmost for him. And then we slide into our old will and we begin to debate him. Again, not always in words, but in thoughts about what our needs could be. But God says he will provide everything. And the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. And so we mouth these words continuously and endlessly without giving them thought as though it's just this wonderful, beautiful prayer to either go to sleep with or make ourselves feel better that day. But listen and ponder and pray over those words. Give us, please, Lord, give us our daily bread. And that bread isn't only the physical sustenance that we need to keep our bodies moving, but it is the bread of life which is Jesus Christ, our Savior. 
Isn't that amazing? And that moment becomes the crossroad in our lives. And if a crisis has come to you on any front, brothers and sisters, surrender your will to Jesus absolutely and irrevocably. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News, I'm Samantha Liepman. Senator Robert Menendez was indicted on federal bribery charges accused of aiding the Egyptian government. Now some lawmakers calling on him to step down. Several Democrats are calling for him to resign from his job as senator, including New Jersey's governor, Phil Murphy. The senator said tonight in a statement, quote, I intend to continue to fight for the people of New Jersey with the same success I've had for the past five decades. I am not going anywhere. Fox's Kevin Cork, President Biden announcing the creation of a federal office intended to tackle gun violence. I'm proud to announce the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, the first office in our history. Vice President Harris will oversee the office, which will work to change laws on the local level. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. High rip current risk in effect through Saturday evening. High wind warning in effect late tonight through Saturday evening. High surf advisory in effect Saturday morning through Saturday evening. And a coastal flood warning in effect Saturday afternoon through Saturday evening. Windy overnight. Periods of rain from tropical rainstorm Ophelia, low 59. Rain and wind from tropical rainstorm Ophelia Saturday. Flooding and poor drainage areas, high 66. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back this fine Saturday morning. I'm telling you, time really does fly for me when I'm here sharing the gospel with you. It is my most favorite thing to do. It comes deep from my heart. And um, I take the time to ask the Lord of what direction we should go and what is it that we should speak about. And God just continues to lead and strengthen and guide. And that's my prayer for all of you that listen, because I know the struggles are out there. I know we experience hardships and loss of loved ones. We are pressed in by addictions and by others who have unscrupulous intentions for us, users and manipulators, and it just breaks my heart endlessly. And my prayer for you is that God's will will be done in your life. That is my prayer for you. So again, welcome to the third segment of today. The title of the program is Keep to the Point. An interesting scripture um, is in Hebrews. Again, you know, there's some questions about who wrote Hebrews, but most of the time we attribute it to the Apostle Paul. It's not something that we need to argue over. You can, by just gently reading through the text, you feel the Holy Spirit gently guiding the hand of that writer. Oh, my goodness, as it is with all of the inspired scriptures. You know, they're not historical writing. There is such a difference 
in reading the scriptures and placing and digesting it as it becomes part of you into your DNA uh, to when you're just reading historical knowledge. It is so wonderful to read and process through the Holy Spirit the inspired scriptures that God has written to tell us the story not of man's failures, but of God's endless love, compassion, and grace for humanity. The scripture is filled with victories and the ultimate victory. So take your time when you read the scriptures. Please don't rush through. Prayer, pray, pray. Uh, stay deep in prayer before you begin to read. And when you finish, continue to pray that what you read stays in your heart, your mind, and your soul. And so this scripture is in uh, the New Testament in Hebrews 11.8. He was mentioning that he was going somewhere and says he went out not knowing where he was going. Interesting, right? So here's a question for you. Will you go out without knowing? And I will tell you that that probably almost 100% of the answers would be, no, I'm going to plan. We're planners. I mean, we, we used to have the Rand McNally roadmap before we went on a road trip. So we knew where we were going. You remember that book? Oh, I had many volumes of Rand McNally. And then we had the Tom Tom and, and then more devices that were part of the car. And now... We have it on our phones, our cell phones. My goodness, if you have a – I'm not you know, hawking a particular brand, but if you have an iPhone and you have an iPhone, although there's Google Watt, there's many things now, it's on your wrist. So it seems as though we're always knowing where we're going, right? It almost sounds like a line from Willy Wonka. Very interesting. <laughs> so my question, again, it still remains that question that I'm sharing with you. Have you ever gone out? In this way. But Paul says he went out not knowing where he was going. So if so, if you have gone out without uh, without knowing, there is no logical answer really possible when anyone asks you what you're doing. We're always going to give them an answer of what we're doing or where we're going. But sometimes we may just say we're going into the woods or I'm going for a drive for scenery or something. That's always a possibility, too. But still, you have a plan of something. You're not just going out and driving in circles. But one of the most difficult questions to answer in our work of faith is this. What do you expect to do? You don't know what you're going to do. The only thing, this is in your walk of faith now. This is very important because we're stepping out in faith. We're trusting in God to lead us in this direction. We're trusting God to be the light unto my feet, right? He lights our path. He lights our feet, the the direction we're going. He provides the light so that we can see in a world of darkness. And man, I am, it breaks my heart to say that the world seems to be darker every day. No matter how many bright spots we try to hold up, just the thought to me 
that children and people are being put into sex trafficking every day. The thought in my heart that some child lays their head down without a home and without food is unconscionable. And in this country of great wealth, no one should be hungry and no one should be unhoused. No one should go without a drink. There's no reason for it. None whatsoever. But we're not thinking of others. We're focused on ourselves. We're not placing God's will in our life. Because when you do, you see the world differently. You see it in its full reality. And even though there is darkness, as God moves forward through us in light, the darkness pulls back, my friends. Brothers and sisters, the darkness is afraid of the light. You can believe that. So you don't know what you're going to do. The only thing you know is that God knows what he is doing. He knows the beginning from the end. Omnipresent, right? All of those things of what God is, knowing the beginning from the end. So why would you not? What would hold you back? What thing could you say to yourself that would say, I don't want to trust God? He knows the beginning from the end. And he has told us endlessly, I only have the best for you. And anything that God has ever done for his people, for humanity, has always been for its benefit. We, on the other hand, are responsible for the darkness. We're responsible for the death, the hurting. We brought those things on. We are responsible in our decision-making. So when God's will is the center focus of our life, our decision-making is for the benefit of others, which benefits us at the same time. And again, Continually examine your attitude toward God to see if you are willing to go out in every area of your life, trusting in God entirely. That's what we need to do. And it's this attitude that keeps us in constant wonder, in wonder. We trust God. He leads us. We see miraculous. I cannot tell you when your eyes are opened by your Savior, when you trust in God, you will see miracles daily. You will hear of miracles daily. Because when I turn on the news, I don't see miracles. I see death. I see hurt. I see disappointment. Endlessly. But I trust in the Lord. So in my walk of faith, I see people's lives changed. I, I want to give a shout out, a thank you to the Lord, a particular person who had been in and out of homelessness for more than 20 years. Agency after agency after agency could not do anything for this individual. And I am happy to say that the Atlantic City Rescue Mission and myself and my staff were in part of bringing and leading. All credit and glory goes to God because the word was used to me personally endlessly. It will be impossible for this person to be housed and in a home. 
And I want you to thank the Lord every day for this individual who is housed and in a home, 80 years old, 80, and 20 years of his 80-year life, he wandered in homelessness, rejected endlessly. I am amazed by what God does. And we need to give thanks when we see those miracles. And if you submit yourself, if you allow God to use you in his service to others, you will see miracles. Every day they happen. Every day. So it's this attitude that keeps us in constant wonder when we submit to God's will, when he's guiding us through our lives. And I will tell you, each morning you wake, there's a new opportunity to go out. We don't have to know where. We only have to know who. And we only have to trust. Can you do that? Can you trust Tell the Lord right now you trust. Tell him. Tell him, Lord, I want your will to be done in my life and not mine because I want to see the wonder. I want to see each new opportunity that you are going to lead me out to when all I need to do is go out. As Paul said in Hebrews eleven eight, he went out not knowing where he was going. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this for the final segment of today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, Tropical Storm Ophelia is here. We're pretty much running on schedule so far this morning. Northernmost band of the storm has pushed rain just about everywhere in South Jersey, and our first heavy rain band of the day is now pushing in. We've already seen some big wind gusts at the shore. I saw a 54-mile-an-hour gust at Wildwood a little while ago. Inland winds will kick up to about 30 miles an hour once we get past sunrise. So, wet and windy day, big puddles, power outages, moderate coastal flooding at high tide this afternoon. Storm doesn't really wind down until sometime tomorrow. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, what a beautiful Saturday morning. Ah, it might be raining a little bit. It might be cloudy, but it's those cloudy days that bring just such wonderful weather. You know, it's the cloudy days that make you appreciate the sun. The cloudy days are, can be days of reflection. So let's take the opportunity to take every kind of weather, every kind of day, and just always be thankful to the Lord for the life that he has given us and the opportunity to make a choice in serving him. I think that's such a wonderful thing. Uh, today's program, it's the last and final segment of today. The time goes so fast, as I always tell you. It is called Keep to the Point, which I think is a very apropos title for what we can do sometimes when we get into conversations. And uh, we can be all over the place. But um, I think it's very important for us to keep to the point when we're in the gospel, finish our thought, and then share the next, and then share the next, and share the next, and help others to understand what it is, what God is asking us to do, what he's offering us 
um, in our lives. It is absolutely incredible. And he's offering eternity for a choice, the best choice. So again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you would like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address and I will mail you a modern version, very nice version of a Bible. Um, send me your name and your address. Send it to Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at Yahoo.com. And um, again, my only request, as I always say, um, I just pray that you wear out those pages. That's my hope. So we're continuing in our program, Keep to the Point. We left off again in Hebrews where Paul was saying he was going out not knowing where he was going. And the idea behind that was that he was trusting in God to lead him in a direction that would accomplish God's will. And by accomplishing God's will, it would therefore make Paul's life, the apostle's life, the best life that it could be. And that's exactly what we want to do too. Because each morning as we wake, when we submit our will, we put ours aside and we put God's will first in our life and we continue to pray and seek his spirit, seek the Holy Spirit for direction. Each morning when we get up, there's a new opportunity to go out. And it's building our confidence in God. We're not going to worry about our life. And we're not going to worry about our body. And that you can look up a verse that goes along with that in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 22. In other words, don't worry about the things that concerned you before you did go out. How crucial and critical is that? And so I have a question for you. Have you been asking God what he is going to do? He's never going to tell you. He's never going to tell you. It is about trust. It's not about God handing us a map. That's not it. Although if you want to know what God is going to do in your life, the scriptures are an entire text filled with stories about many, 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 many lives and what God did in their lives. And they didn't know. They didn't see what was coming, but they trusted They trusted, they trusted, and they trusted. And understanding that God's will was the best thing for them. Because what he does is he reveals to you who he is. Do you believe in a miracle working God? Do you? I do. Will you go out in complete surrender to him? I will. And will you go out in complete surrender until you are not surprised by one iota by anything that he does? There's always going to be wonder. You may not be surprised. You'll be joyful. You'll be celebratory. You will be thankful that God is working in your life. That, I guarantee you, you will be. You need to believe God is always the God you know him to be when you are nearest to him. See, that's the point of this, this personal relationship. It's not about uh, the Bible is, is a guide. 
It is God's word inspired to us to lead us to him. But the end result of all that we read is not to just continually reading and never knowing. The Bible talks about people who continue to read and never come to a knowledge because all they do is endlessly read. They think that in the words alone, without the application, without the choice, without the surrendering of the will, that somehow in those words, they're going to find some meaning and leading. The Gnostics were that way. Very early church Gnostics were a group that believed in certain words that you came across could be the words of salvation. There is a word that salvation, but it is in an individual. The word is the name of that individual, and Jesus is salvation and is the word. But it is not only knowing that, it is believing that. And the way I separate those two things is because the scriptures makes note that the demons believe and tremble. What? Uh-huh. The demons believe. How could they not believe? There was a war in heaven, an angel and his archangels, the archangel Gabriel, uh, Michael and Gabriel, they fought against the darkness and evil was cast down. Remember what it says, woe to you inhabitants of the earth. <laughs> because the devil, darkness, has been cast down and he knows his time is short. Trust in the Lord, my friends. Accept the salvation that Jesus provided from the cross and come to know the person of Jesus Christ intimately. And when I say intimately, I want to stress this point so much. God wants us to understand how intimate this relationship is why he uses things that we understand. Isn't a relationship between a husband and wife, a bride and a groom, the most intimate relationship we can have on this earth? When it works properly in a godly household, it is the most rewarding and intimate relations that can be had between two human beings. To be two, I have been blessed to be able to experience those things. And when God is in the center of that relationship, it is amazing and will always be. But here God is telling us, he's calling the church the bride. Why is he calling the church the bride? And Jesus is the husband. Because the relationship between the body of Christ, which is the church, not a building, but actual individuals who make up that body, the relationship is the most intimate, even more intimate than the physical relationship a man and a woman can enjoy together. More intimate because it is deeper. Although a husband and wife have an, in, an intimate relationship, which is, it is external. There is uh, love, which is, it, it transcends the external relationship, the physical contact. But the relationship that Christ has with his body, with the bride, with the church, is in our soul. There is no place deeper. And so we need to proceed and seek and work 
the Bible says, with fear and trembling. Fear is not the kind of fear that darkness experiences when light comes into the room. Mm -mm. They fear for destruction. Ours is a reverent fear, a respectful fear that God is almighty and all-powerful. And in that respectful fear, we understand the God's love that comes in. It is amazing what God seeks to have with his creation. If we will only stop and listen. Sit still for a minute. Stop talking endlessly about what you want and who you are and how much you mean to everybody else. Step back and listen to the still small voice of the God of creation calling you into his service. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. All these things are references to seeking the most intimate relationship in all of creation that God has created between humanity and himself. And oh, how I want you to understand that relationship and seek it. Believe God is always the God you knew him to be when you are nearest to him. Then think of how unnecessary and how disrespectful, yes, I'm going to say that W word, worry is. We talked about that in the beginning. I talked about that through as a theme of understanding God's will and how worry should not be part of what and who we are. Let the attitude of your life be continual willingness to go out in dependence upon God. And your life will have a sacred and inexpressible charm about it that is the very, very satisfying to Christ. You must learn to go out through your convictions, your creeds, and your experiences until we all come to the point in our faith where there is nothing between us and God. God bless you all. You've been listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Love you. God bless.